Today is March 8th, 2023. In this week's issue, a prospective study finds dicoptic therapy to be non-inferior to patching in amblyopic children. Deep learning was shown to help assess retinitis pigmentosa progression using ultra-wide field fundus autofluorescence images to estimate visual function. Plasma exchange therapy improved visual outcomes in patients with optic neuritis of various etiologies. And a multi-center randomized study did not support routine use of post-operative triamcinolone acetonide for surgical repair of open globe trauma. Our first article is from Ophthalmology, home-based dicoptic treatment for amblyopia. Amblyopia affects 1-5% to of the population and occurs when vision unilaterally or bilaterally does not develop correctly during childhood. The conventional treatment is part-time monocular deprivation. However, due to low adherence, recurrent or residual amblyopia is commonly reported. Dicoptic therapy involves showing each eye a separate independent field of view. This study is the first randomized controlled trial to analyze the non-inferiority or superiority of monocular patching therapy compared to dicoptic therapy. The dicoptic therapy was created with Curacite, glasses that had an eye tracker that separated streamed visual stimuli to each eye to provide two separate digital channels. This prospective randomized mask non-inferiority trial contained 103 children from the ages of four to nine with either mixed mechanism or anisometropic small angle strabismic amblyopia. Children were randomized into two arms, either dicoptic therapy 90 minutes a day, five days a week for 16 weeks with curacite, or patching two hours a day, seven days a week for 16 weeks. Stereoacuity and binocular vision acuity improved in both groups and was not significantly different between the two groups. The curacite group had higher adherence than the patching group. Overall, curacite was found to be non-inferior to patching and higher adherence to this dicoptic treatment may provide a more successful alternative treatment. Our next paper is from JAMA Ophthalmology. Using artificial intelligence to estimate visual function in retinitis pigmentosa. Retinitis pigmentosa is an incurable degenerative condition that causes reduced visual acuity and visual field constriction. Fundus autofluorescence is an imaging modality in which the retina pigment epithelium hyperfluorescence suggests the presence of early stage RP while hypofluorescence indicates the progression of RP. Utilizing ultra-wide field techniques, investigators were able to take photos of the fundus and examine visual function in RP with deep learning AI models. This retrospective cross-sectional study utilized 1,274 eyes of 695 patients with retinitis pigmentosa. Ultra-wide field images were taken with fundus autofluorescence, pseudocolor, and both fundus autofluorescence and pseudocolor, and 31 ensemble models 
were used to estimate mean deviation on the Humphrey Field Analyzer, central retinal sensitivity, and best corrected visual acuity. Ultra-wide field fundus autofluorescence pictures were found to provide the most accurate visual acuity assessment when compared to tested visual function. Due to its non-invasive nature, ultra-wide field fundus autofluorescence imaging may be useful for assessing the remaining visual function in patients with retinitis pigmentosa. Of note, deep learning is currently unable to diagnose patients as the pattern of RP progression differ widely between patients. Our next article is from the American Journal of Ophthalmology, Visual Outcomes Following Plasma Exchange for Optic Neuritis. In 1991, the Optic Neuritis Treatment Trial demonstrated that high-dose intravenous methylpred resulted in faster visual recovery than oral prednisone or placebo for optic neuritis, but did not change final visual outcomes. Since that time, new biomarkers of disease causing optic neuritis, besides multiple sclerosis, have been identified, including aquaporin-4 antibodies for neuromyelitis optica spectrum disorder and myelin oligodendrocyte glycoprotein antibodies for myelin oligodendrocyte glycoprotein antibody-associated disease. Plasma exchange has been studied as a new treatment for severe demyelinating attacks causing optic neuritis. This international multicenter retrospective study evaluated the outcomes of 395 cases of optic neuritis following plasma exchange and compared outcomes to raw data from the optic neuritis treatment trial. Causes of optic neuritis included multiple sclerosis 27%. Myelin oligodendrocyte glycoprotein antibody-associated disease, MOGAD, 23%. Aquaporin-4 antibody neuromyelitis optica spectrum disorder, 19%. Seronegative neuromyelitis optica spectrum disorder, 9%. Idiopathic, 21%, and other, 1%. Median visual acuity at the time of plasma exchange was count fingers, while median final visual acuity was 2025 with no differences among etiologies. In 20% of cases, the final visual acuity was 2200 or worse. Patients with poor outcomes were older, had worse visual acuity at the time of plasma exchange, and longer delay to plasma exchange. In comparison with the optic neuritis treatment trial subset, a final visual acuity of worse than 2040 occurred in 12% of plasma exchange treated cases versus 33% from the optic neuritis treatment trial treated with IV methylpred alone. While older age and worse visual acuity at onset are non-modifiable risk factors, for worse outcomes, this study highlights the importance of prompt initiation of plasma exchange in select patients with optic neuritis. Our last article is from the British Journal of Ophthalmology. Adjunctive transimalone acetonide in eyes undergoing vitreoretinal retinal surgery after open globe trauma. Retinal detachment is a common complication of open globe trauma. 
which may recur after surgical repair due to proliferative mitral retinopathy. Preliminary studies have shown that administration of corticosteroids at time of surgical repair may improve pathologic inflammation and proliferation and prevent PVR development. In this multi-center trial, 280 patients who experienced full thickness open globe trauma were randomized to standard surgical care with or without post-operative steroid triamcinolone acetonide in the vitreous cavity and subtenon space. Throughout the six-month follow-up period after vitreectomy, at least 10-letter ETDRS improvement in visual acuity was achieved in 43.4% of standard surgical care participants and in 46.9% of the triamcinolone adjunct participants with no significant differences between groups. No differences were detected between groups regarding PVRE detachment, number of operations, or quality of life at six months. Rate of stable, complete retinal reattachment was significantly lower in the treatment arm compared to the control arm. Whether triamcinolone conferred negative effects is unclear, as the treatment arm may have had more severe disease at baseline. Nevertheless, the findings from this study did not support routine use of post-operative triamcinolone acetonide for surgical repair of open globe trauma. Further studies are needed to identify adjunct treatments that will improve visual outcomes following open globe trauma. And to learn more about The Lens, you can follow us on Twitter at, at the lens underscore O-P-H and visit our website at www.lensophthalmology.com to subscribe to our newsletter and view our complete research summary for this week.